Welcome back, everybody, to VVR. We're going to continue on the deep talks with Gilbert here, who's in the studio today. Oh, wait, there he is. <laughs> Hello. Yo. All right. And uh, we're going to continue on with our normal spiel. And uh, last time we talked about just, you know, how we got to where we are. And we're going to continue that topic today, the chronicles of our lives. And I'll, I'll start us off with, uh, I asked you the question, what toys defined us as people uh, today? Like for me, back in, um, you know, when I was watching Toonami and all that stuff, I was watching uh, Gundam, right? Yeah. And like Beast Wars and all that stuff. That was my main stuff. So for me, um, uh, I went to Walmart and they had a freaking Gundam figure there. Uh, it wasn't that expensive. It was pretty, it was pretty decently doesn't matter. I didn't pay for it. My dad did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In any case, um, after I got that, it, it just it fueled my passion for anime and all that stuff. So that became the new standard for me. That's what I wanted to do, is to um, keep collecting. Some, it, it was so different from American toys for me, and that to me is like what sparked everything. I loved Gundam, and you know, I went on from there. But do you have anything yourself? Any of that good stuff? Uh, I mean, probably, I think, shoot, if I were to think, like, toys or even figures, mm-hmm. um, probably the regular, like, Spider-Man, Goku. Yeah. I think the the all, like, hero type, mm-hmm. everybody wants to look up to, action figures. Absolutely. So, those are the only things I could think of. I don't know if, like, defining anything, really, or how it's, like... Well, did you have toys when you were growing up? Yeah, I had toys. Yeah, of course. I feel like I had a lot of toys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there any ones that stuck out to you, like you said? Um, it would have to be the Dragon Ball Z Goku. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the I think he was like uh, Super Saiyan two. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was a that was a good time. Yeah, it was <laughs> sick. So that's the only one I could think of like sticking out to me. Dude, when I was watching uh, Dragon Ball Z, I rewatched it. I rewatched Dragon Ball Z. Um, I got Super like or sorry, Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah. Which is like an abridged version of like everything that happened. Um, from the first all the way to I want to get the Boo Saga but I got to the Cell Saga man it's just it brings back memories of like when I was watching that stuff back in Toonami and Cartoon Network but that's what made me who I am today you know that's it shaped my mind because like like I said those toys don't exist like here in America like I, I couldn't yes there was He-Man there was kind of stuff like that around here yeah. like kind of like you know Spider-Man Marvel kind of stuff yeah but then you saw a freaking robot, you know? Like, what the... Yeah. What, what is this? So, that's why when I got it, I got more invested into it. And then I started heavily watching anime. And anime yeah. changed my life forever. Right. Like, Dragon Ball Z, like we were talking about. Yeah, that one. It was weird because, like, my... I remember my uncle gave me a DVD. Or, no, it was a VHS of a Boo Saga with... Uh, I, I think it was Goku fighting... No, it was Goku fighting the androids. Um, Android seventeen, saga? yeah. Okay, and that's what made me go like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." <laughs> this is it. This is it. Yeah, I think actually it was. It wasn't even a figure that when I got into anime it was um, our cousin Hedar's um, Dragon Ball Z blanket set. Oh, he had a blanket yeah. He had a blanket set, so he had Goku's face on the pillow, um, and then the rest of the Z fighters on he the blankets and sheets. Though, right? I don't know. I never really talked to him about it, but huh. I remember when he left El Salvador, mm. I took it from him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, I was like, this is my time. Because I'm like, I, I love this. Yeah, and of course. It, and it intrigued me to like look it up or try to find, I would go to the library and find like the yeah. books. Oh, and, the like, mangas the and stuff? Mangas yeah. and just read it and read them. And I'm just like, it was me and Alvaro yeah. at the time. So it was, it was cool. Yeah, definitely reading that stuff. Never, man. Like, 
That brings back good memories. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's those are some stuff that's like it 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 changes in in us as well. For me, uh, was there? Oh well, I guess my anime that stuck out to me was like uh, you know I was watching everything from Toonami, but Dragon Ball Z is definitely one of the biggest ones. Did you have an anime that stuck out to you that like you reflect now? It's like, oh my god, this actually is different. This actually makes me, I don't know, feel something for it or whatever. I think it was Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah, I think literally the the philosophicalness of like behind it is just ridiculous and it yeah. it hits even Trigun. I think those are yeah. like my top two animes of like watching these definitely like curve mm-hmm. the way of how I think and like right. do and feel. And well those are two totally different uh ideologies, right? Cuz you got yeah. Trigun, right? Trigun if you guys don't know is like you have a man that is wanted for killing an entire town. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows how he did it, but he's known for that, right? He's known for just destroying... This is, like, really nerdy stuff, but it doesn't matter. He's known for, like, obliterating a freaking whatever. And he's known as the billion-dollar man. Yeah. Like, the highest bounty anyone could ever give him. He's, like, the most dangerous man alive. But secretly, he's actually a pacifist. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight anybody. Most nicest guy in the world. Yeah, but he wants to go, or he's just going out about his way, and he's trying to find, well, later we get into the anime more, he's trying to find his brother, who is the one responsible for, like, everything that yeah. happened to him, which gets revealed throughout the story. It's a little long. I think um, uh, the the first couple episodes do a really good job at introducing you to the world but later on the meat of it like yeah. once he actually meets his brother and then you start to see the the story that's really heartfelt and really sad actually well you see flashbacks too of mm-hmm. his past of why he is the way he is and why his brother is and yeah you feel for it each yeah. time you're just like oh man like this Dude, he was relatable. just put in a terrible spot and it, 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 it that's what I'm saying it stems as him as a kid which is like we learn a lot through like movies and media that's why like anime I I I learned so much through it, and that's what changed me as a person. Like uh, when I was watching um, Suzuka, was one of my first favorite romance animes of, of mm-hmm. all time. Uh, and then Oh My Goddess, like things like that of like what like <laughs> I don't know, just coming out of my shell and like I don't know, thinking perceiving love is like a different way, you know. But those are really uh, Suzuka being more mature than Oh My Goddess. But the main thing is like that's what that's what like made me want to like. Um, I don't know, explore more of this, like, who I am. And that's why romance animes have always been, like, one of my main genres in anime. But I like action, too. Like, my favorite, my top five favorites. I don't know if you have any top five, but for me, number one is Code Geass. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that one just is, it it does everything that that an anime, that you want an anime to do in terms of, like, action, drama, political, everything. Yeah. And it pushes a story forward. It's like, you know what Dune is? You know what Dune? Um, there's a movie coming out called Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah There's yeah, a yeah. book that yeah. inspired a bunch of shit. I feel like Code Geass, and this is like just me like overhyping it, but I feel like that's what Code Geass is because it has so much more and you have so many philosophical, dynamic plots and so much like it was like an it was like the anime equivalent of Game of Thrones. You just never knew it was gonna happen. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Same thing with like Attack on Titan, but that's like for another generation. But for me, Code Geass, number two. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, it's a great. You can't go wrong with Full Metal Alchemist. Did you like? All. Did you have a difference between Brotherhood or um, or uh, the regular one? I like the reg- the original. The yeah. The different ending. Yeah. I think it's it's weird, but you needed a, the movie to wrap it up. Yeah, I think it was just like a good a good way to 
throw off the fans yeah. and to definitely wrap it in your own way because you remember you remember it. You're yeah. just like, this is how it ended. And I like how that one too because they were writing, the, uh, they were still developing the manga, I think. Yeah. Yep. And so they, they had to create a different ending for it, which was still pretty cool. Like, yeah. I, they're, they're both great animes, but I love Brotherhood a lot more just because like they... I mean, there's always a debate of like which one's better, but it comes to personal preference, and it whichever one you want is fine. I think it's just really the the people just want to see that happy ending and don't want to see the sad like depressing one. Depressing one yeah. is really it. It's it's which yeah. I, I enjoy it because it's just the reality. Of it's it. like um well I, I think correct me if I'm wrong. I think they went to an apocalyptic cold second. No, no, it was a it was a multiverse reality of like yeah. a a World War Two without alchemy or yeah. whatever. It was like more gritty, but you still had the main characters there. It was just, it was just a, this weird little twist to it. I just perceived it as always the real world, the world that we live in, and oh, yeah. then just the world where alchemy exists. Yeah, and so, I mean, I love. So, that's why I love it because it's super philosophical. <laughs> yeah, I even, I even sometimes like, if I'm bored, I'll watch where uh, God is talking, where he's oh, yeah. talking to. In Brotherhood? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, I like the little quotes he says, and it's just like... Dude, just the the whole thing. The finale, I think, is a little... You know, it's here and there for the finale. I I think it works, but the whole show up to that is phenomenal. Yeah. But to me, it just holds up to being one of my favorite of all time. Uh, But I'm glad you you like that one, too, because I was like, as growing up, wow, how, how amazing that show came out. It just changed lives, you know? Yeah, it, it... Oh, what was it? It was on. It was on. It was Tsunami. on Toonami as well. Yeah. yeah, that's how I discovered it too. I think it was also Naruto, right from the get go. Yep. two thousand five. That's my third I favorite. Claim it. Yep, I've been on that since then. That man, that changed everything. That changed the game. It was yeah. the longest running anime I've ever seen, besides One Piece. I didn't finish One Piece, but like. I don't know. Evan's the only other person I know who watches One Piece now. I uh, <laughs> my friend watches it and he's caught up, and I'm just like, man, that is dedication. It's like three. He loves One Piece. Episodes. He's 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 a, Bro, a fan. That's like three thousand episodes. Yeah, I don't know. You could do that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that, man. It's too much. Uh, I find it repetitive, and like the arcs kept going to a certain point. Yeah. And then it changes. Then it gets real. You know, things actually happen. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like One Piece is cool and everything, but I, I don't know. I just never got into it. Uh, I got up to like the Thunder God, which is like very early in the season, like season six or something like that. But not much for that. Yeah. I but, think if I if I were to name the five, it'd be Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Just because of the de- like depressing reality. Of oh yeah. Never. Nothing's gonna end happily. Yeah. Um, Which I rewatched and it's fucking amazing. Then Trigun yeah. because of of just like being the kindest person ever, even though you're being perceived differently. Yeah. Naruto for people always judging them and being lonely, but over overcoming it. That growth is the best story arc ever. Super awesome. Yeah. Um, Dragon Ball Z and these aren't in order. Yeah, yeah of course. But yeah. Dragon Ball Z, um, just pushing your limits, never yeah. never stopping at like one point or just like keep. Pushing beyond. I that. really admired what they did with that because they just go ham. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, people will debate on like super and stuff, but um, and then Kirby, Kirby promoting eating your food. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Is that an an? What is Kirby? It was like, like a cartoon anime. I remember the show. Oh, is it the one from Four Kids? Is that? Yeah. The- yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kirby. It oh, was... you're talking about the actual. Okay, I thought there was a different thing, but if we're talking no, about the, the same thing, the actual Kirby. I know exactly what you're talking about. The <laughs> just... little... He just eats all the food. Yeah, that's it. The Kirby from Smash. That's Yoshi's favorite thing, I think, right there is Kirby. Is it Kirby? I think he mains Kirby. Oh man, <laughs> that's awesome. But man, it's just interesting where where we come from, right? Because like for me, um, anime, and then later on, I started watching movies and. Uh, you know, I was watching movies with Ed, and he would um, he would be watching stuff that are like I don't. It just opened my eyes to like, wow, he's watching something that's more mature than what I'm watching, right? Yeah. And then later, you know, I built my own collection, and I have his books even still. I have all his DVDs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, which we found when my mom moved to Texas. Yeah. She's like, hey, here's this book. Do you want to do this? And like instantly, I'm like, fuck, I'm yeah. gonna. I can't handle it. Like, mm, and then yeah. 10 minutes later, here's another one. I'm like, fuck. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, here's the last one. Like, yeah. oh, I'm broken already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm in tears. Like, Because, uh... like, you, you watch and, like, fuck, man. Watching the movies that he used to watch. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, I have this, uh, I, what's it called? There's a quote that I used to do. This fucking fly. <laughs> There's a quote that I used to do of, like, uh, you can read a book when you're, like, five years old, right? But when you read the same book when you're 10, it changes. Yeah. And then when you, when you read the book 20 years from now, it changes its meaning. And like, the words are the same, but you the way you perceive it and then the story that builds in your head because you have much more uh, understanding of the world changes. Yeah. Do you have a perspective of it. Exactly. That's gotcha. why it, it, it ages like a fine wine. That's yeah. why, like, movies to me do that for, for sure. But do you have a movie that you think that, like, um, what's called, that made you think of... Uh, you know, more deeper, more bigger things, or the movie that you loved, or whatever. Ooh, movie wise, wow! Yeah, yeah. Really throw me under the bus, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't think. A books. Look, if I've read it over the years and it's yeah. changed, it's been Cat of the Hat. Oh yeah. I'm sorry to. <laughs> I'm sorry to slowly say. <laughs> these not? kids are on something else. Why? You know? Why like, not? They they definitely found mom's stash <laughs> to be imaginary, like a cat, you know, in a hat. Perspective, but why that book out of all the books? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know. It always it, like Doctor Seuss always intrigued me as a kid. I was just like, it, kids were reading like Narnia, like British the Terabithia, yeah, like, actual book, thick like, ass books. Yeah, like at that grade, I was just like fucking, you know, fifth grader reading Cat in the Hat. I'm like, I enjoy this. Book I was so reading much. Uh, Goosebumps and Animorphs. Oh, those guys, yeah, remember, yeah, you remember those? <laughs> fucking Animorphs. There was a TV show. Uh, I forgot if, if it was like on Disney or whatever the fuck. No, it, it was on something else, but it scarred me as a kid. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. the Goosebumps show? No, the it's called Animorphs. So they it was a person that like turned into... An animal. Like a giant, like it, it was more prosthetic, so it wasn't CGI. Yeah. It was freaky. Oh, it was an actual show? Yeah. I remember the books. I didn't know it was a show. It was freaky. Really? <laughs> and it scarred me as a kid, and I had nightmares about that. Of like oh, me so transforming sad. into like, you know Piglet from me? <laughs> Yo. You know, like, <laughs> from the pool. I don't know oh what, man! What, what crossing your mind? <laughs> <laughs> like Piglet from like Tigger, like Tigger Pooh. You thought you were trying? <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I just... No, that's what it looked like to me when I was a kid, and then in my dream, that's what I was. Transforming into I don't fucking know. <laughs> the piglet. <laughs> Alright. You never had anything like that? Can you terrify from it? Yeah. Um 
I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, right I bet. <laughs> it's just me. I think my mind just wanders more when, when uh, something happens to me. But fuck. I, I think I'm like I know. Never thought of. There's never been like a dream that you've had that's like, oh my god, I can't. I just can't fucking deal with this. Oof. No, no, not even in scary dreams. Do you have that issue? I actually, I have a recurring dream. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't know if I want it. <laughs> it's gonna happen tonight? Is, <laughs> is that recurring? No, it's really fucked up. It just happens every once in a while. And it's a sad one. It's not even a funny one. It's really it's sad. It's not scary. No. Oh. <laughs> the scary ones are like, um... I don't really dream that much, and when I dream, it's usually because like I'm uh, I do melatonin. Okay. Oh. And it puts gotcha. me into this weird, like in deep thing. Like a trance almost. Yeah. Like, do you, when you have bad dreams or nightmares, like mm-hmm. scary dreams, um, what do you typically do? I fight back in my dreams. Yeah, I fight back. You fight back. As I well, fight. I fucking fight. Which back. I forgot the meaning behind it. If you're fighting back mm-hmm. in your dreams, I wish I could look it up maybe for next See, time. See. When I was a kid, right? The th- so, like I said, think about trauma and like movies, right? Yeah. What traumatized me as a fucking kid is my mom would be, uh, we were living in uh, Los Angeles, right? And my mom and my grandma every night, I don't know why, but they would play The Bride of Chucky. Oh. oh. Every- <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me, man. I remember this. I was a kid, man. Don't make fun of me. I remember this. I remember you hiding under the blanket next to your mom because you were playing Chucky. Yeah, I was oh. afraid. So, okay. So, here's a... <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> okay. Well, let me sorry. tell the story. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Let me tell the story. Uh, these are, like, things that are coming back as, as it's hitting me. I'm like, I remember this stuff now. I'm glad you came over, man. Yeah. This is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't continue. Believe. Continue. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I only had a fucking peanut butter sandwich today. <laughs> That's it. All right. So, um, so back in the day, my grandma, my mom would be playing the Bride of Chucky on VHS every night. Yeah. Why? What? <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> okay. Think about it. If you had a kid, don't you want to fuck him up by putting something like putting the Exorcist on? You know, or putting something really scary in front of them. Yeah, but it's just like... Isn't it, that funny? Yeah. That's what to, they did to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> did they tell you that Chucky was going to come and get you? It was just always in my head, man. <laughs> oh, no. So what ended up happening, right, was yeah. that, um, you know, I was scared. I was scared, and it was it was in my mind that... Everywhere I turned, he would be, like, behind me or some shit. So yeah. there's some days I couldn't even fucking sleep, right? Yeah. Later on, how I confronted this. This is what I'm talking about, right? Like, how we confront our, our trauma and our fear and everything. Because I couldn't sleep sometimes. I was afraid. If I even heard the word. <gasps> Go ahead, yeah. Dude. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I'm just I'm so sorry. I'm just flashing back to that night. <laughs> Where I remember coming into the room <laughs> and you're fucking tucked in. At grandma's house? At grandma's house. And you're and you're just like, I'm like, what's wrong with that She's like, Your mom's like, he doesn't like Chucky. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, why 
you playing this yeah, right now? I looked over at the TV. I'm like, Chuck, you playing? I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I didn't. I thought you were playing along. I was not, man. This is real. I had. I was traumatized, man. So how I dealt with it, you know. So I like I dealt with it after Grandma's house, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you did? Yeah. I was like, okay. fuck this. I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to deal with like this. Yeah. I don't want to feel like if I even heard the name um, or whatever. Like there was one time where we were uh, before I dealt with my trauma. I we went to go see Van Helsing. Yeah. I remember this so vividly. Yes. Yeah. And in the trailer for Van Helsing, the trailers before, they played The Seed of Chucky. And oh. it started off as a fucking baby. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, they're showing all the flashbacks to the movies. And, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then I it just, the it's baby, like, it's, it zooms into the baby's face and then yep. it turns. But then I rewatched it. I'm like, this is, I rewatched it just like last week. And I'm like, this is what I was afraid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? Like, I felt stupid. Yeah. It's just. Disgusting CGI. It was fucking terrible. But that's yeah. what, like... So how I dealt with it, right? Was I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So when my dad was living in this other house um, back in St. Paul, I was like, fuck this. Uh, I think it was like a year after I moved out of Grandma's house and I went to my okay. dad's. And from there, I was like, fuck this. I just can't. So I played um, uh, Child's Play 1. Yeah. And then I I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, weird because yeah. like I relate <laughs> it's like I don't mean to say this in a weird way but like I understand the mentality of Chucky yeah. and I un, like I deconstructed him as a serial killer to yeah. like the doll because uh, it's just the when I took the doll out of the equation it's just a person in a doll yeah you know it's not a demonic doll it's a person that it's was put into a personality exactly yeah. but then I'm like oh my god because I was so irrational and such an angry person, like at the time, like during my teenage years, yeah. I related to that, and yeah. that's what got me out of it. So then I went and I bought, you know, I went in a huge Chucky binge. I bought like shirts. I bought fucking the box set because like I just love the character. Is that why you had the Chucky shirt? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's why, like, I I love the character. And then yeah. after that, when I separated. Um, from a long time ago, of like not confronting my fear because I was just hiding under the covers. I didn't. Um, like throughout my years, right? People were be playing that. Yeah. It was everywhere, and yeah. that's what that's what I was afraid of. It's like a, it's like a bully. Like you're walking down like a, you know, to your next class, and the bully just you know that he's coming. Right, right, right. And I was that's what I was afraid. <clears throat> I don't have anything that's phased me through my life. Mm. I do remember certain times where I was afraid of. It hit me until like a little bit of childhood. It was. Mm. I don't remember the movie. I wish I could rewatch it and see like. The, the oh, yeah, whole yeah. thing because I memorized it's like somebody going into a house and there were like little clips but I remember it was um, if you could, if you can describe the movie I can probably tell you what it, it was it was like a little person <laughs> and he starts to eat himself in this oh. horror movie uh, it's probably Master of Puppets I've, I don't remember we'll keep going yeah but he starts to eat himself and it shows another clip of something else happening and it shows back to him and he's like slowly eating himself little by little. Mm -hmm. And I think that traumatized me. I was just like, what so am I watching? Back in, like, the, back in the 80s, I believe it was an 80s film or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was an old film. You can, actually, you can actually type that in. You will probably find the answer. But the main yeah. thing is, back in the 80s, they were really experimental with their stuff. But the way that they prosthetics, like in the thing, yeah. the thing is insane, man. If you know the thing, it's like, 
the movie The Thing uh, I think it was like 1990s or whenever whatever the fuck it came out yeah. the way that they stretched this monstrous thing and they made it look real not CGI fucking yeah. real yeah. things like that and like how they made uh, obviously how they made Chucky work is another thing too because it's some of the scenes it's a, it's a small person in a suit Oh, is it? Yeah. And then animatronics, how they they were really pushing the boundaries, dude. This is in the fucking 80s. Yeah. Well, now it's, like, progressed to, like, oh, I can't believe this sometimes, you know, because yeah. sometimes it's handled bad. But, my God, there was things like that. But there was a Hellraiser, if you know yep, yep. Pinhead, right? I've seen the I've seen the first one. Yeah, which is, like, it, it has some pretty good stuff in it, but there's the fly, you know, with, uh, I forget the guy's name. But, uh, anyway, the, the fly with uh, Jeff... Uh, whatever the fuck you guys know what I'm talking about where he, it's a person decomposing and turning into an actual fly it's oh, I have horrific seen it. no I've seen that movie it's horrific sci-fi <coughs> best place ever but I do remember it but that's what I'm saying <coughs> they were pushing the boundaries of some of this technology of how the fuck did they do that and make it feel believable yeah cause like today some of those movies still hold up I can't watch the fly without like Shuddering and thinking like this is horrific. This is the epitome of horror. Well, there's a part where, if I remember correctly, there's a part where the girlfriend comes into the store because mm-hmm. he runs what, like a comic book store or something. I think so, something like some that. type of store, and then you see like his half deformed. Yeah, out. I remember that. Yeah, it's horrifying, and it's a normal dude. He's yeah. not a horror. He's not a serial killer. He's just a normal dude that did some experiments. I forget what it was, but he's yeah. turning into a fly. And every other day, you see small little changes until, like, his face just pops off. Right, right. Fuck. Oh. I, um, I know another one. It. The clown it. Oh. That that one fucked me up. I'm not going to lie. That one, <laughs> I think, I don't think it fazed me so much. <clears throat> there was one the, scene that got me. I remember the first time where I saw it was, I think, like, his teeth. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I was just like, he's a clown. I just forgot. No, there was one scene where he... Uh, and I can't find this anywhere, but it's it's when he's killing someone. He's in the library, uh, and there's this kid, I think, reading a book or something like that. And I can't find this anywhere, so I think my mind just made this up. But he pops a balloon, and he goes, and the balloon goes up to the kid, and the kid, like, picks it up or someone. And it explodes, and their face comes off. Oh. And I don't know. I can't find that. But he was dreaming, thing. though. I don't know. Isn't that, isn't that the newest one? And the newest one, they do some other stuff, but no, I'm talking about like the the original one that came yeah. out. That's the well, it's a, it was a series on, it was a TV series. I can't find that anywhere, but that one fucked me up. Really? Yeah. It was just the the fact of like, oh, it's just a balloon going. I didn't. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't know it was from that movie, and then the balloon pops, and then the person's face comes off, and then there's just a skeleton underneath. Oh. Freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, I can't think of anything. But you know, one of my favorite horror movies of all time though is. Do you remember Sleepaway Camp? No. Why does it sound familiar? It's because we used to see it. Sleepaway Camp. You probably remember. So it's it's the point of uh, there's this girl. You remember like a, what's it called? Jason Voorhees. You know, like the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. It's in the style of that. Like it's kids in the cabin in the woods, kind of retreat or whatever the fuck. And it's kids are being murdered one by one. Yeah. And you don't know who it is at the end. This is what the movie's so famous for. Well, infamous. It's not really famous, but you find out that. The the girl, the main character is a girl, <clears throat> but the one that's killing people is a boy. Yeah. So the last shot is her holding a knife with the pant, her pants is off and everything. For some reason, I, I don't remember why, but she has a dick. Oh. I don't know. I forget how that actually works in the story. Yeah. But it it it, it turns out that because she has a penis. Uh, it, it freeze frames in the most horrific shot of her like her mouth is exaggerated like, 
open to the like to here yeah, with yeah. a knife and you just see her bush or her, her her penis and it's like what the fuck did what the fuck is this yeah it's a weird ending but it's like that one always stuck out to me sleep really? Away really yeah and then master of puppets that master one's of puppets. that one's like a more it's still horror yeah but it's more like it's more goofy than horror yeah i don't remember i just remember that scene of him him Eating himself, and I think it was like biker gangs or something that were in there. What the fuck? But I want to see this. Uh, yeah, and and I remember the one I was terrified <laughs> too. I I think that traumatized me for a bit as a child. Was what? always making sure I would look in my seat, toilet seat, before I poop. Was what? Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? It was like an '80s movie. It was like an '80s movie, but I remember it shows a girl like walking into the stall because they're getting killed off exactly the same. I can't remember if, which movie it was. Um. But she goes to sit down, and this, like, slug, snake thing, like, basically shoots up her butt. And she gets possessed. And then all of a sudden... I think that's a f- Nightmare on Elm Street. Is it? Maybe. No, no Keep way. Yeah. But it, it, like, basically shoots up her butt, and she gets possessed. And then, um... It starts, like, infecting people, little by little. Like, these little, like, snake little slug things. Hmm. And it starts to kill off everybody. At that point, I always check the bathroom. Make sure that I never had check for slugs. Slugs, yeah, little snake slugs that were gonna shoot up my butt. You know, this is funny. This is why I talk about like traumas and stuff. Cause now, do you still feel like you're doing that today, dude? Honestly, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Like that, it doesn't like mentally. I think of like, oh yeah, there, there's something there. You know what I do? What? Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to always open the curtains. Yeah. In the uniform. Oh show. yes. Always. Yeah, same. So that's and it wasn't because you know there's an infamous scene with Psycho, you know, like the movie that uh, a girl's just taking a shower and then she gets stabbed or whatever. I never saw that. What I what I associated with is that possibility of someone being on the other side of that. Yeah. That's what always freaked me the fuck out. Now I don't give a fuck. Like if someone's there, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I was at a fear of like of, of a ghost or something being on the other side. Do you ever believe in ghosts? Yeah, I have a story of what <laughs> back in California where I don't believe I I don't believe so much in ghosts or spirits, but I believe in something truly terrifying as the de- you can call it the devil. I call it pure um, pure fear. Okay. Um, so back when I was in California, like I said, this was I got over my I, I don't think I got over my fear of Chucky yet, but I was still like cautious and stuff and I was a kid I was just doing stupid things so what's weird about Cali where we were living at there was always a party happening outside yeah always <clears throat> and it was like it's strange because like okay even though there was a party I know that like my mom's out there or whoever the fuck and they're just having fun but like eventually the lights would turn off so yeah. I would wake up at like I think one time I woke up at like one in the morning my, me and my cousins were there hey look do you need something uh, water sorry I just didn't want oh, yeah. to interrupt your story I was no no worries I did um. We continue, 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 because it's recording on you. So. Oh, it's over there. It's over there. It's by the twenty. You're good. No, I can always cut this. Ah, all right, sick. Watch. I just go three, two, one. I look for that spike, and that's where I find it. Three, two, one. So. <clears throat> uh, there would always be a party outside. So for some reason, I would. Uh, I, I woke up at like one in the morning, and I was sleeping downstairs with my cousins, uh, and my grandma. Um, and the first floor, and the first floor, there's these windows. Um, we we were sleeping underneath the stairs. They have like a little bed, and as soon as you get off the bed, here's the in front of the. If you turn left, there is the wall with the TV, and it has windows, and then there's the door to the left. Yeah, uh, it's 
so normally, like, everyone's inside already. I thought that the party was over, but the lights were on. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. I don't, even, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I go to use the bathroom, and I come back. And I realize that, like, the lights are still, like, the lights are flickering. Yeah. This is so vivid in my fucking mind. It scares me to, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't necessarily scare me. It just makes me, like, think in, a, in the right time, in the right environment, something terrifying is waiting for you. Yeah. That's what, that's what this made me realize. So, I go there. I, I talked about this in the Twin Chickens podcast. So, I, I go to see, like, who's out there. And I can't see anyone. The lights are on, and people are talking. Yeah. It's like a full-blown party outside. Yeah. Weird twilight shit. I look outside. I, it's pitch. It's like the lights only cover, like, a certain amount, you know, of distance. But there's, like, a party going on. And I don't know what the fuck. So, then I go to my bed, and I try to go back to sleep, and then the lights turn off. And then I hear, like, a demonic, super demonic voice. It's so vivid in my mind. And it screams out the name of my cousins. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the scariest moment of my entire life. Yeah. The lights come back on. Party, like, they're, or sorry, the lights don't come back on. But it's like, all the party, all of the noise, everything, it's like someone just put mute. Yeah. And everything just turned off. Scariest moment of my entire life. And that's when I believed in the devil. Now, I believe that there's something more to it. There's something... I believe that, you know, whatever I think... Whatever you guys think about religion or the devil or that stuff. I think it's more complex than that. I think there's something more out there that's derived out of fear that's being conjured. Whatever. Whatever That to me is the most horrifying experience of my life. Yeah. I can't explain it. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. That's kind of, that's super. I was like fourteen or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so you, so it's like, not not young enough to be the point where you could probably have imagined it. Like you're at a point where, yeah, I, you I, understand what's what's actual real. Or I can not. comprehend. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, there's no way that this is fake. It shook me to my bone. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I don't think I would sleep. No, I couldn't I sleep. I don't think if I heard that. The only the only way I fell back asleep is that like I just kept looking at my grandma, and then I just kept thinking about her. And then just like thinking that whatever just happened is past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way I fell asleep. Yeah. But it was like an hour after. The weirdest fucking shit ever. I've had moments like that, <clears throat> I guess, while I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. where you think almost like scary stuff and you start to like get fearful and panic. And then I'm just like, oh, I don't like this feeling anymore. And then right. slowly calm myself back down. But. I've never had anything crazy like that. Well, so like you're saying you believe in ghosts. What made you believe in ghosts? Oh, I have a great ghost story, which people are going to think I'm fucking nuts This for. is what we're talking about right here. People think I'm just going to go This is the good nuts. shit. This is I the remember shit. we were... Which one? Well, well, my mom experienced it with me, too. So we're, we both cannot be insane. You know, one is like... I think I was like seven. Yeah. And she must, you know... Whatever age, but she's old enough. She's an adult, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's valid because so you have valid. two perspectives on it. Exactly. One from a child and one from an adult. So I think my sister was almost like two, mm-hmm. and she would always play with like by herself and always have like this little imaginary friend. And yeah. I forget whatever uh, their name was, but she would give a, a name. There to was them. a name. Yeah, yeah. There was a name to it. So we just kind of thought like maybe she picked it up from a movie or it was just you know it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there was a night where my my mom and my stepdad were fighting. Was I living with you guys at that point? No, no, no. We were at the apartments. We were, this oh, was past okay. grandma's house, so I must have been eight. Okay. So we're leaving. I think you guys were still... No, I think you guys left at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, or still were there. You were still at grandma's. I remember we're leaving the apartments, right? And we're, my mom parks around the corner... <clears throat> and my sister goes, oh, you have to let blah, 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 blah in. And at that moment, the doors unlock, and my mom stares at me to see if I did it, and I stared at her to see if she did it to be... So let's just pretend like... So that's my in, that's my exit, right? That's yeah, my yeah. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys were both about to head out. No, no, we're in the car. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're in the car. We're in the car around the block of our apartment just because my, my step-parents were fighting. So my mom wanted to leave. So we got in the car, and we parked around the other block of the apartment building, and that's when my sister says, like, hey. You guys were still in the car. Yeah, she's like, hey, open the door, blah, 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 wants to come in, mm-hmm. and the door's unlocked at that moment. Uh-huh. So it was, it was like, super well-timed. Yeah. Where it said it, da, 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 ba. Was it late at night? It was late at night. Yep, I, that's, I have a theory about that. <clears throat> so it was at late at night, and I... My mom immediately... I'm getting chills right now as we're yeah, speaking yeah, yeah. it because I remember it. So it is, my mom locks the door and starts the car immediately. Drives the fuck off. Just goes. She's gone. She's, we went to grandma's house right behind the uh, parking lot. Yeah. She went, She dipped immediately. <laughs> she could confirm it till this day. We've talked about it where she goes insane. She does not believe it. And my sister is like, yeah, I remember an imaginary friend, but it was but like, she doesn't know. not too much. And I have, a, I have a thing where I think her imaginary friend still stuck around with us way much longer than anticipated. Why? Because there's more to it, to to that. Because eventually, a couple years later, she stopped mentioning about the, the, I forget the name. Yeah. But. Probably good that you forgot the name. But this is the thing. Okay, you know how we were still in the apartments. You see how your blinds are? Yeah. Okay. We had a balcony out. Yeah. But the blinds are still set up the same way yours are. Right. So... Basically, if the sun is at the right angle, you can see shadows. Shadows coming in from the blinds. From the blinds. So you can basically see... It was so weird. It's, I remember my brother was playing... Basically, if, I, if I'm just skipping over this. Um, my brother was playing out in the living room. I was in my room. Mm-hmm. I was doing whatever I was doing. I must have been like 10. Right. Or 10 or 11. And I remember... Like hearing him play, and I was like, "Well, I'm confused. Why is he, why is he playing?" And as I'm walking out, I could see immediately as I'm turning, like this corner. Basically, yeah. this is a perfect example. Yeah. As I hit this corner around to turn, uh-huh. he's here in the middle. That blind is closed, so uh-huh. you can see shadows from him. Yeah. So like basically, how you I can see your shadow behind you. Oh, like right? that? Yeah, yeah. So I see his shadow. And I see a child shadow. Right next to him? I, I swear, I'm still getting goosebumps right now. Yeah. I, it was a child. And immediately as I turned, and I'm, it's starting to hit me like, who it, what is calling Yeah. yeah. The child gets up and runs. Like, immediately moves out of frame. What? Which goes from, if we're talking about these curtains, from shadow to shadow. Yeah. Right? From left to right. Right. At the end of that, boom, gone. Uh-huh. Child gone. There's like, people try doing like a... Try capturing that online. Yeah. I, I look. I'm getting goosebumps from it. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it's not a joke. Like <laughs> hairs are raising up. Yeah, I see that. 
I grabbed my brother. Yeah. Booked it. Booked it to the room. Well, called my mom. I think we had a home phone, so I'm calling my mom. Because <laughs> my mom wasn't there. My mom was yeah. gone. So it was just me. me You're and like, my brother. fuck, what's her number? Yeah, so I'm just like, I'm calling and I'm just like, you need to come home, you need to come home now, you need to come home now. <laughs> oh my god. And she's like, finally gets there like 30 minutes. Because yeah. I locked the room, I closed the door. What the fuck? Stay in here. Yeah. Um, she comes home, she's like, what's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. Uh huh. You're here, we're fine. That's how traumatized well, I was at well, that point. And, and isn't that what's funny? Is like, what makes you think, like, as a child, that you're safe when the parent is around? No clue. Just because I thought she was old enough and she could take care of it, she handled yeah. it. Yeah. So you adult. you felt like because the adult, you know, the adult is like the person that, like we were saying, like uh, last last week's podcast is like the all father, the people that we take everything from. They're the ones that create shelter, yeah. create, um, you know, all of these things for us. That they are the security for us. Yeah. So that was your mom for you always. Yeah. So even though, because like now it's like you know we see like possessions and movies and all that stuff it's like yeah. it doesn't matter who's there someone's gonna get wrecked yeah know? exactly you know it's like exactly. it doesn't fucking matter but it was more of like as a kid when I when even when I saw like terrible things when I like that there's no one I could turn to because it's like people probably wouldn't believe me and at the same time this is what I was saying I think that my theory is is that during the night time or like you know you know how they say like in Halloween like that's like when it's you know supposedly the, the gates of whatever is most open Whatever religion you subscribe to. Right. And that's when, like, terrible things start happening on that day, you know? Or, like, terrible things, but things seem a little bit more obscure than normal. Yeah. I think that that holds true in any time if you put yourself in this state. Yeah. You know, of not negativity, but this, uh, like, your your parents fighting, right? That leaves you in in this, like, either anger or just vulnerable state, and that's what it leads you on to. It's the negativity, right? Right, right. So that... You, whatever you believe in, yeah. but like these forces come in and they take, you know, they they manifest in other ways, and that's the way I see it. I've always been interested in like demonic possessions and like, and like uh, demonology. Yeah. Um, because it's like, well, not demonic, but just demonology in general of like how you handle that stuff. How do you protect yourself, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, like the priest, like I, I, I think I talked to the the priest at church. I don't remember who I talked to, but I wanted to talk to someone about this because it. I'm just like a nerd that way. I'm like, dude, what do you think of this movie? Like, uh, The Exorcist, what do you think of like demon possessions to like a priest? And he's like, if you have the faith in God, there's nothing more powerful. And I'm like, well, how come these movies tell it different? They're like, what? <laughs> they make you yeah. feel like there's something, like there's nothing he can do. But yeah. it's it's more of your faith. That's what I'm saying. Whatever religion you subscribe to, it is whatever. Yeah. But it's your, your faith in, in that. So for me, the way I coped with this, right? Was that like I said? I, I took out the fear in this other reality and just made me more centered in reality. Yeah. More centered in if this is why it happened, like that that thing uh, of me hearing those demonic voices back in uh, California. If it happened back then, it's probably because I was doing something terrible. Right. In that moment or in that day or whatever the fuck that just accumulated so much negativity and like anger and. And it's just this, all of these other things that like made it manifest in that night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think for you as well, like I said, there's just things that just latch on for a while. But the way I see it is the way I got rid of those things, those thoughts and just those things, it's just like I just chose not to believe in those anymore. Yeah. I chose to live in the reality. And that's how I'm just like, you know, I live in an apartment by myself, but I'm like, I'm the most content here. I see so much more positivity 
that outweighs that stuff that doesn't even make me think about that anymore. You know what I mean? Did you see the chair moving? Or like No, that's me. It's the table. Or the table? Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, what is hitting <laughs> No, it's me, bro. It's like this. I'm like, I'm like, or, I'm like no. This. I mean, dude, it gets it, I mean, if we're flipping back to this, it gets it gets not worse, but gaps. So Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely tons of that. So let's say the first one was at eight, right? Yeah. The next one is I think let's say between eleven or twelve. The spacing it, right? Like the the same day. <clears throat> Not the same day, but years. Oh, eleven so I years. Was, so I was like eight years old. Uh, next one happens. Next incident of ghosting is like twelve. Okay. Okay. Well it jumps from twelve to sixteen. We moved from the apartments to the trailer home out in Lake Elmo. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So, basically, oh, yeah, we had a three-bedroom. Yeah, yeah. My parents were super far at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Me and my sister. Or the first ones? My two sisters, yeah. No, like the, what do you mean, what? Because I, I think the trailer, it's, it's it's like you, it's like a long hot dog, pretty much. It's one of those hot dog trailers. This is what I call them. Yeah, you yeah, walk yeah. in, yeah. and then there's corridors left and right, and then there's the one in front. Yeah, so, there, so basically, if you were to enter, it was just... If you took a right, it was my parents. Yeah. Then you got the kitchen, and then down the hall, further away at the end of the trailer, mm-hmm. um, was my my bedroom and my siblings' bedroom. Okay. So my two sisters would share a room, and I would share with one with my brother, right? Okay. So one night I come home, you know, I'm 16, I'm out at like one in the morning. This is what I'm morning, saying. I think it right? happens around this time. So nighttime. I'm basically going in. And I come home late. I had the the Galaxy Two. I remember this so vividly. Jesus. And as I'm entering, my bed is towards the wall. Uh-huh. So if I were to lay my head this way, hmm. I could see anything from where the door was open because our door was over here. Okay. I, by, on the opposite know, side. On the opposite side. Okay. And my mom would always leave the doors open. Yeah. Because she was just always like leave the doors open so I could walk and check up on yeah. you guys, right? I just saw so, a funny story. Yeah, keep going. I'm, I'm, you know, I lay down and I'm tilting this way, you know, and I'm looking at the door. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm looking at my phone texting. Yeah. If I'm looking at my phone texting, I can still see you. The peripheral, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. As I'm texting, a little boy walks through and jumps onto my brother's bed. What the fuck? Me thinking it's, it's my Megalita. brother. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. I just literally witnessed a little boy yeah. jump on. And same I'm getting height. the goosebumps again, yeah. literally, as I'm speaking. But is it the same height and everything? It was the same figure, but a little bit taller. Okay. So it was weird because I was just like, okay, I watched it jump on. Yeah. As, as, as if it was just like, jump. oh, man. Yeah. As if it was just jumping on its own bed. Yeah. Just running and jumping on it. Yeah. So I saw it. Thinking, oh, it's my brother. I'm yeah. not gonna pay attention to it. Yeah. Turned my phone off. Turned around. I went to sleep. Yeah. I woke up the next morning and I realized that the bed was was not um, like you know how like you didn't normally like <clears throat> you know open the sheets and yeah. like, make it rugged. Basically, it was you. It was yeah. It but it wasn't though. Oh, yeah. It was in the same position when I left mm-hmm. as I came in. So, hmm. it basically, nobody slept in it. Yeah. And I'm, like, confused. So, I open my sibling's door, and I see my brother sleeping on the floor. What? And I go, well, I wake up my sister, and I go, hey, 
what time did he come in last night? Yeah. She's like, he fell asleep with us. Like, as the time we fell asleep, he fell asleep. Yeah. Which, for people that don't know, my mom would make us go to sleep at 9 every night, so we'd be, like, fully rested for school. Right. So. <clears throat> was it a school day? It was a school day. Mm-hmm. But I'm out. You know, I'm wilding at 16. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> you know? I'm out here being grown. And. <clears throat> In the cut. Yeah. I. I was confused. I would be too. I was confused and I'm like, I don't believe them. Yeah. So I went to go ask my mom. Because my mom's a light sleeper, so she would hear anybody walk in the hallway. Right, right. And I go, hey, where did Miguelito sleep last night? Yeah, where's he been? She's like, in your your sibling's room, your sister's room. Yeah. I said, you didn't hear him come out in the middle of the night? She's like, no. I said, well, I need to talk to you. (laughs) I said, she's like, what? Hey, we and I go, and I go you, you know, hey, I'm like, this is, this is going to sound weird, but you remember the child that I told you? Because mm. it clicked. Right. I said, do you remember the child that I saw in the apartment? Because I eventually told hey. her over the years. I told her after a while, like, hey, I saw this. Yeah. That's why I freaked out that day. Um, I'm like, you remember that? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, it looked identical, but at Miguelito's height, I said. Yeah. So it was much taller, almost an identical size. Like, So I'm like... That is so weird. That's that fucking is so strange. Uncomfortable feeling ever. Like, oh yeah, is this thing have been attached for this long and following up to the point? But yeah. if you're saying to the point of of like negativity, yeah, it was dark times in, in that yeah. the trailer and in the apartments, yep. and living at grandma's. It it attaches to itself that if you believe in that, I choose yeah. not to believe in them yeah. because like I just I'm filling myself in with so much more positivity. You know, I fill myself in with. With everything. That's why, like, my studio is a reflection of my inner self, of myself. So it's like, you know, I would just game here sometimes and just with the lights off and never think anything else of it. Yeah. You know, I would just, you know, stream on Twitch for, like, an hour and it's, like, with the lights off. And and it's like, I'm, you know, I'm so in a different headspace because I'm more geared towards, like, finding success and all this stuff. I never even think about that stuff. Yeah. And since that day, I've never had anything like that ever happen. I just have, like... Nightmares of reoccurring dreams for sure. Right. One that's like really fucked up that I've been wanting to tell you for a while. It's really like it's not it's 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 just sad. Yeah. Because it keeps coming up, man, and I don't know what to do about it. I told my sister about this too. So the dream is, uh, and we'll wrap we'll wrap up on this one. This is yeah. our last thing. But the dream is, is um, I wake up to find that Ed is still alive. Yeah. In the trailer. Yeah. But my mom is still with Dave. Okay. Uh, her husband, her current husband. So uh, Ed is my stepdad. Uh, well, like, he's my dad, but that's I call him my dad or stepdad, whatever. Yeah. But he's my dad. And my mom's still with Dave. So what's what's really fucked up about this is it takes place after we buried him. Okay. So he comes back and he's decomposed. Okay. He's like roots are coming off of him, and it's like it's a symbol of like what what, what really triggers me about this dream is that. My mom is still with Dave, and yet Ed is still alive. Well, like, come back from the dead. And he's trying to fit in with us yeah. in this new economy, environment, sorry. Yeah. Where, like, my mom is, like, you know, moving on, but, like, she's still, like, doing this. And Ed is just coming up and, like, restoring his his roots are going back into him. And he's, like, coming back to life in a, in a very strange way. Yeah. But it's, dude, I wake up, and I'm just shook. I really? wake up, I'm like... Because it hits you like, oh my god, if he was still alive. You know, it's yeah, shit like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it, it really messes with my mind because it's like, it felt real. 
it felt like this actually happened like this day that event of him just like talking to us back in the trailer park just like sharing a moment or whatever and then Dave you know Dave is in in the dream and like my mom is like you know like hey I'll see you guys later and then Ed's just there just like as a tr- not a tree but like as a person that came out from the ground yeah, as right. a zombie and right. it's the strangest dream and it always I don't know how often it happens but it happens a lot I'm probably gonna have the same dream tonight to be yeah. honest I don't know why do you, is it cause do you get along with Dave at that point I don't know if they ever see this stuff uh, well, like, I never... Compared compare to my uncle. No, not even close. Okay. Not even close. Do you sometimes feel like you wish that, like, Ed was here over, oh, over Dave? Well, it's not even over that. It's just I wish he was just here in general. Yeah. Like, even it would, regardless if he was with my mom or not, but I'm pretty sure if he was still, like, alive. Yeah. I never... Their love was the most pure thing I have ever witnessed in my entire life. Yeah. To where I see, like, I've never seen a more happier couple, a more pure-hearted love yeah. anywhere else in my entire life. And my mom admits it, too. That's right. why, like, I feel t- terrible for what happened to her. Yeah. Um, but, like, we all, like, you know, we all deal with it in our own ways. Like, I've dealt with, uh, that's why I was telling you about writing a book to, like, yeah. to get this grief out of, like, the possibility of finding the cure for cancer and what that happens in a community of people that believe in God. This yeah. is like a lot of posing a, a, a ideologies, and I want to write this book, but um, I've, I've, uh, every time I think about it, it just it makes me feel like I just if he was here, I feel like I would get a new a second chance to just like start over. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, because now I'm a person now. <laughs> Before it was an asshole. Yeah. You know, I didn't care like he was there's points where we're like he you know he was in his uh he was in a coma and my mom would be like you need to be here what are you doing i'm like i'm at school like i'm just running a club like yeah i i use the club as a as an escape you know yeah which we can talk about more later but um i use it as an escape to just like you know like this is where i found happiness and then i knew that like it, it's just all of this stuff man just like so it's pretty much it, it's it's killed that, that's just, I have a lot of guilt. Yeah. That, that's what I'm dealing with right now. And it's... Well, I, I dealt with it, like, in a different way. But I I definitely see it with those dreams. Like, if he was still alive, I would treat him differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just... I, I think those dreams are, like, a, as a as opposed dichotomy of, like, my God, what if he was alive, but he came back as this? Someone that's, you know... Different. So... So you've come to terms with him, his passing. Yeah. You know, I, somewhere in the back of my head, have not clicked it yet. So this is okay. This is why I did this podcast, right? Yeah. This is why I did this, man. So, the so do you believe in God? It's up to you. Like you know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. I'm agnostic. I don't believe. No, him. it's really hard. It's. I believe in a higher thing. Yeah. God is. Uh, I don't want to diminish anyone's like ideologies or whatever, but. I believe in something higher that I believe in a bigger thing because there's right. there's so many things that happen in life that make you think like if there is a God this just proves it yeah, <laughs> or right. if there is something right. this definitely proved it right. and that's happened to me a lot of times but the way the way I rationalized at death right the way I made it sense in my head because at the time I was just like we did everything yeah. to try to you know to try to um, to try to keep him alive you know after his second cancer came back we, uh, what's it called? We got a spiritualist in. They got no. married through the church. They got married through a spiritualist. They got a blessing. They got a whole. Cu- they did a bunch of stuff to yeah. basically get, take out this thing that was inside him. 
spiritually, you know? Yeah. In a very spiritual way. And they did it to the church as well. And they, we did everything, you know what I'm saying? But then what what really like uh, made it for me was at the point I was just, I was hating God. Mm-hmm. I was angry because I'm like, you could take anybody else. Why? Yeah. Why him? You know what I'm saying? You could take anybody else. And this is like the point where like, this is how I rationalize it. Is that we didn't love him. Or my mom even tells me that. Like we just didn't appreciate and didn't love him. Because like I said, during his time where he needed me, I wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't there to give him my love and support. That's what, like this is why I live life differently now. I live life with like... If you're in my life, you're gonna be in my life. Right, right. You know, I'm gonna treat you and love you the in the respect that you can or whatever, and the amount that you can. But I'm gonna if I can give you all my love, I will. Right. That's how I live my life now. Right. I live it some completely differently, but because of those actions, it made me realize that if you do believe in God, um, it made me feel like, oh my God, like why is why is this happening to the one person that like is the nicest. He's like the the best of the best, the yeah. nicest person, the yeah. the whatever. Why is it happening to him? It it shouldn't happen to him. It it should happen. I should I shouldn't even say this, but it should happen to someone even worse, like someone right. that's a terrible person. At least that makes sense. Right, it makes sense. But it happened to a nice, genuinely amazing human being. Yeah. So then, when he was dying, this is what made it click. When he was dying, I saw him. Decompose as like he's nothing we can ever do. Even if we def- we found a fucking cure, there's nothing, yeah. Yeah. right? But then I cl- it it clicked. Like if you I, you know I was so angry at God, I just couldn't understand. I couldn't fathom it. But then I was like, okay, maybe if God does exist, then isn't this a way of God saving him? Yeah, in a way, because maybe this cancer, you know, the thing that is meant to kill us, because that's how we all die eventually, is through cancer. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that it happens sooner than later to other people. Right. Because eventually that's how our bodies are made. They're made to, you know, live a certain amount of time and decompose, at, you know, later in life. With now, its natural lifespan. Yeah. And we die through cancer. That's the normal thing. Yeah. It's the inevitable. It's the... The way of uh, the way things are written and the way things are set, fountain of youth kind of stuff. This is like really going out there, but like the fountain of youth, if you know what that means, mm-hmm. it's the key to immortality, the yeah. holy grail. Things like that don't exist; they're myths. We right. want them to be real, but they don't exist because of that. So then I thought, as he's dying, it's like maybe this is God's way of saving him, and then all my anger, all of my hatred, went away. And then I took, you know, there was so much that happened there. There was so much more. But then I was like, oh, my God, this makes sense. Like, everything just clicked. I don't, the reason why I'm agnostic is because I don't practice that religion. Right, okay. I don't practice Christianity. And therefore, it doesn't mean that those people, or Christianity or uh, Catholicism, I don't practice those things. Mm -hmm. And even people that do, I feel like, wow, you guys are not really making a good example for me to want to be in there or for just in general of like why would I even join this thing and I'm not saying that everyone's like that most people are you know they subscribe to their own thing but I've always subscribed to take religion out of it being a genuine human being yeah number one is above everything else that's what I believe so throughout Ed's death I really came to terms with this and that's why like the idea of the book came in and 
uh, I saw two movies that really emphasized this. Uh, one was The Farewell, if you've ever seen that. I haven't. I'm not. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, the Farewell is with Aquafina. It's about a, a, her grandma is going through cancer, right? And the, their religion, what they believe in, is that if you talk about it, if you talk about that she has cancer, she's going to die. Because she was diagnosed with a fatal terminal illness that she was going to die in two weeks from now or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you bring it up, if you talk about it, if you make it a reality, then it, it, then she's going to die. The whole movie is just getting prepared to when is she going to die? When is she? Gonna, when mm-hmm. is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. But no one, no one wants to say it. Everyone's just trying to. This is what's amazing about the movie. Everyone's just trying to like live like a normal life and just trying to hang out together. And the grandma's like, "Why is so many people here? This is strange." But they're all like, they want to say something, and watching their pain of like wanting to say like. I love you so much, or I just, you know, all this stuff. You can see their pain in their faces, man. Yeah. And they want to say something, but they don't. And the movie ends with her living till now. Oh, really? It's a beautiful message of, like, making this, the fear, taking the fear out and making it just a wholesome moment, you know? Yeah. There's so much more that happens to it. But the last one that I just saw was, like, I believe it was this year. It's called Our Friend. That movie, it's on my VVR channel. Um, definitely check out the review for it. I'll leave a link below. But that movie is, um, what's it called? You have two, it's like a married couple. Just imagine my mom and Ed, right? Yeah. And it's the, it's the wife that's going through cancer. And you get to see, that movie broke me. Really? You get to see it all again. <laughs> Man. It fucked me up. But what was great was that the friend is played by Jason Segal. And Casey Affleck and... Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, can you actually can you hand me that charger over there? My computer's yeah. about to die. Watching our friend made me really uh, relive that again because you get to see uh, not a it's not a happy relationship. It's a really broken relationship actually. Yeah. But it's just about the uh, two people finding love in the worst time of your life yeah. when your partner is dying and how do you cope with that? And they have kids. Oh. And really? they go through that whole thing. You know, it's really heartbreaking. But you have Jason Segal who comes in. And I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's an amazing movie. So Jason Segel comes in, and he's the one that helps him be there for them. Yeah, as a yeah. person, not as a love interest, not as like a um, wanting for money. No, he's just there as a person, and he helps them deal with all of this stuff. Basically, what we went through. Yeah. It is so heartbreaking and touching at the same time because it's it's what we went through. Right, right. And that movie is just like, oh, my God, I... I got to see it again. I got to experience it again. And I was... Dude, it destroyed me. Yeah. But it made me feel different. It made me feel good. It was yeah. a bittersweet feeling. Okay. For sure. I highly recommend that movie because it is Oscars all around. I mean... Really? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I, it. I think it's fantastic. Anyway, uh, any closing thoughts about that? We um, went a little over time. No, I mean, it, it just hasn't clicked. I mean, I've, I fully realized the concept of death and him passing away. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was some event. Some event. I saw everybody. Our aunts, Hasey, um, Irene, all after? of them. After? Yeah, it was, everybody was coming. It was, it was afterwards. It was a couple of years. It was yeah. maybe like a year or two ago. I'd say, yeah, I'd say two years because of COVID. So um, everybody was together. And I kind of look up. And I'm looking at everybody. And I go, all right, when, when is Ed coming? Yeah. Everybody kind of looks at me like, what? And I'm like. Yeah, when when's my uncle coming? Yeah, like when is he gonna show up? And and they all like were phased at me. They were yeah. just like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they probably and, thought you were on something. Yeah, and I and I was just like, it, it hit me. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm like, he's not, he's not coming. Do you think that you regress that memory from what happened a long time ago? From two years ago? Yeah. No, from uh, from when we we were going oh, through that. Oh, we going through it. Going yeah. through it. Did you think... like just not forget about it, but you you put it in the back of your mind because it was so painful that you don't yeah. want to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a. Like I said, the concept of, of him just passing away is like I get it, everyone dies. But it was just like it just felt normal. Everything yeah. everything everything that came with it, I just shoved it in the back. Yep. And that's it's, like, it's not a normal thing, but that's how you know that like to deal with that is it's it's difficult because if you don't uh, learn how to deal with that, you know, your own inner turmoil when something bad happens again, yeah, it's just gonna stack and stack and just yeah. keep going, you know what I mean? Dealing with that stuff, it's a very difficult thing to do because how I dealt with it was uh, I had a more ca- I had a cathartic moment. Yeah, it, everything just clicked in a moment. I realized he wasn't there, and I realized like, and this is what some people just don't don't really know. It's just like I was there with my mom during after the whole process mm-hmm. with my mom, and then her finding somebody to like ease her pain because when she found her next partner. It wasn't just to jump into another relationship. It was just that she was going to kill herself. Right. Which, no, I don't think anybody's ever mentioned that. I think... I think people gloss over... Like, our family definitely yeah. glosses over that. Like, yeah. I think... I'm not going to lie. It was a shock. It was It was a shock to like, be like, wow, you know? But it made sense. It was... It was to me, like, it was just like... I just... I wanted her to get out of that as soon as possible. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck. Now I know. Yeah, right. right I have right. that guilt for me forever. Right. Because now I know what I could have done. Right. But back then, like, I just, whatever, it happened. So we went to, um, we, I was with my ex-girlfriend um, at the time. And we were just going, um, we were going to eat at Benihana's. And we brought my mom there. And, you know, she's just not even there. Yeah. But, you know, there was just like some guy flirting with her and she was just like not even there but like you know she went out she just tried to her her friend Nancy was the one that took her out because dude when you go through something like that nothing is normal yeah other people are like what the fuck is going on but they're not there yeah. they don't see what's actually happening I was there I saw everything and it totally made sense that like we're kids we can't do anything for you but when she went out with her friend just having a girls night just have, going to the, these little parties yeah Finding life again, yeah, and then finding a partner in that, to me was a blessing. And then you know, my mom says that she, uh, when her and Dave were together, my mom said that she had a vision of, uh, oh no, Dave had a vision of Ed looking over them. Yeah, yeah. I I think they told you that, but like, yeah. And it's like, it made it feel like it was okay. Yeah. When I heard that story, and that was years after, like it was like a year or so after, like they they met or whatever. But I know that, like, to each their own. I'm just glad my mom doesn't have to go through that anymore. Right. Because that is, that is a horrible, like, that's worse than death, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's I one mean, of the it, things. It was, it was a lot of years of, of dealing, I feel like emotionally, I, I don't, I, how do you deal with that? You, well, Even that's, afterwards, it's just like everything that you went through and, and then at the end, it's just. Yeah. It, it just makes you feel, uh, well, like, that's why, like, I didn't think it was. I know I try not to look on the on the on the negative side because if you look on the negative side, like this is what your this is what life amounts to. Yeah, it's miserable. 
But the, but then you look at it. It's like no, you should, the way I took it is like no. We have to celebrate each other. We have to be there for one another. We have right. to love each other in a way that's healthy, respectable, and it's just involved. You know, we have to do that regardless if someone's dying or not. You know right. what I mean? That's the way I took it. I saw it as a different way. Um, but I think yeah, like I said, therapy. I was, I was gonna say um, just before I know yeah. it's gonna go a little bit longer, but. Yeah. Um, you when's the last time have you gone to to visit his graves i have not i haven't gone we should go i have personally have not gone we should go and it's been what six six years almost yeah we should go i um i i like i said it's this guilt and this this um not toxicity but just like i just feel like i i let him down in some way right but I know he doesn't see it that way. That's what like makes me feel like I, I'm not conflicted about it because the way I see it is not the way he sees it at all. Uh, whether if he's here or not, like I, the way I think about it is like he's still here with me. Yeah. As long as I keep his memory and his like all of the things that we went through together, he's not gone. Right. You know, he's just he's he's always gonna be with me. That's why like I never feel like I'm alone or I never. I, yeah, I process his death, but I never felt like he he left me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's the way I deal with it. But we should definitely go to visit the grave, I think. That would be a really nice thing for us to do. I think I would break down. I think it would it would I would fully just mentally I think it's collapse. I think it's good, man. I mean it's good to do that. And then it's like I said, therapy is like what process you all that stuff and it's it's a tough thing to do, but it's like I this is why I made this podcast is to talk about these heavy hitting things that people there's many thousands of people that definitely go through this right but like just like you you just haven't processed these things or just don't know how I just choose not to yeah I just shove it in the back of my head but why I I think it's it is so overwhelming and it's too much it's too much to think of it's too much when you're doing it by yourself yeah but even so like even I think it was the also being there for my family you know Yep, that's why I didn't I, feel I like didn't, I had yeah. time for me to process it because I'm just like, hey, I have to be there for them. Yep. Let me shove this in the back of my head. That's and, why I, I didn't break down at his uh, at his wake or his funeral or whatever. Yeah. The, I think it was the wake because it was before they they uh, burned. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, what you, you remember how my mom was. Yeah, hysterical. I, she was completely gone. Just, hysterical. Yeah, yeah. and... I was just like no, I was yeah. We were keeping it together. Yeah. We were trying. I was keeping it together until I went up to his, to his, uh, to the casket, and I broke down for yeah. sure. But like I was trying to keep a straight face, trying to keep it all as best as I could. But I definitely broke down there. Yeah. But after that, I was just like, I have to stay sane. And my mom even looked at me. She's like, look, he. Um, I think he, she was talking with her friends, and she was. She looked at me. She's like. Uh, wow, he's actually keeping it together. And then my mom looked at me. She's like, "He's, I know he's not. Like, yeah. I know he's doing his best, but I know he misses him." And, and you know, and then I turned around and I saw his casket. And I was like, "I'm fucking done." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That killed me. <laughs> yeah. It was it was tough to see that because you were just like, I just saw you a couple of days ago. Yeah. Even years ago, it's not identical of what you were, or at least in my image of like. I feel like if I, I recall like my uncle, I recall yeah. the times of us playing, yeah, um, soccer, yeah, like little chubby stomach, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. little goatee going, like yeah, yeah, that's how I remember my uncle, just yeah. playing on the field. That's how you should remember. Him. Yeah, don't take what, 
don't take what you saw as a, as him as an empty vessel. That's like, that's not who he was. And yeah. it's terrible, but I, like I said, the saving grace for me, if you believe in God, that that's God's way of saving him. Yeah. You know, that shook me. Because huh. I, I don't, I remember that once you guys lived in the trailer, basically I had my own thing going on, right? Dude, I was just it. like, I, I never had the chance to come around. But I think it was like the... Because I remember him at that healthy weight, and then the next thing I know, he's, he's like skinny. Yeah. Skin and bones. And, and it, that's when it hit me. I'm like, whoa. You know, like... This is real. This is real. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, like what just happened? I, Absolutely. You, know, you were just healthy like a year ago. What, yeah. what just happened throughout yeah. this whole time? And, um, and that's what people don't realize is that we lived through that. I lived through that, and he was my dad. Yeah. And But I still have this guilt of like, not avoidance, of just like, I just didn't know what I could possibly fucking do. To be there, or, or like to to save him or whatever, but that's not really what it was. It's more of like he just wanted me to be there. Yeah, that's what my mom wanted. That's what he wanted. Yeah, and that's it. That was it's a simple thing, the simplest thing. He just wants you to be there. That's what you got to keep for. That's what like going to visit the grave. I think is a really nice thing because like he just puts you into perspective. Of like I'm not the same person. We're not the same people that we yeah, were years ago. You know what I mean? We've changed and evolved and trying to understand each other is uh, you know each other's like guilt and trauma and all that stuff is it's what's gonna get us out of like most of this stuff I think it's a very yeah. healthy thing to do oh my we'll god we'll end it here yeah this is a very is long it? thing but I'm glad we did it I'm I'm so glad you came in we, we definitely went over but yeah <sighs> do you do a part one part two yeah we should um, yeah this is good man let's let's figure something out let's uh, here. yeah for next week and thank you guys for watching I hope you enjoyed this this thing and we're not trying to exploit my my stepdad's you know what he went through it's more of like we this is what's you know what made us who we are this is our guilt this is what it for me it's the trauma it's it's the horrible things that like we wish we could regret and you know we we go through all these things but yeah. anyway um i hope this was insightful for you guys i hope that this was you know in any way just kind of like something that you can you guys can relate to if you've ever lost someone or just gone through this stuff but we talked about a lot of stuff today so yeah in any case thank you guys for watching we'll see you guys in another episode bye bye